0: hello and welcome to the enjoyably futile podcast the sister show to the university challenge claxon game over on twitter
1: you always go the theme tune
0: cue cue the theme tune tune. i know i actually go down Uh, yeah hang on i'll try that again i've just turned you up a little bit right try it again cue the theme tune there we are perfect Welcome to another episode of the Enjoyably Futile Podcast, the sister show to the University Challenge Claxon game that we play over on Twitter on a Monday night when University Challenge is on. At the moment, University Challenge is on their winter break for the 2020 2021 competition. The only shows that are on at the minute are the the returning alumni competition, the Christmas specials, and things like that. And I tend to have a little break uh, just to give myself a bit of a rest, to be quite honest with you, because it is quite a lot of work for Monday night. However,. I've still got a few things to talk to you about i've got episodes 22 and 23 of university challenge to have a little chat about as you may have noticed i've got a guest with me today i'll tell you more a little bit about him later on so let's get on with the podcast now i always seem to have some sort of apology to make when i make this podcast there's always something that goes on or something that happens. Um, This one is one that I've actually said before, Uh, currently I am in the lovely wet and windy South Wales and I'm sitting up in my loft and right next to my head is my skylight and at the minute it's being rained on so you might hear a little bit of rain in the background but there's not a huge amount I can do with that, I think it just adds a bit of atmosphere to the show. So let's get cracking with episode 22 of University Challenge. Now, this was between Glasgow and Kings. The Glasgow captain was McDowell and the Kings captain was Jackson. Now Those of you who've listened to the podcast in the past will know that I was very fortunate enough to interview Rory McDowell, who's a captain of Glasgow. Unfortunately, um, Glasgow went out this round, um, To they scored 90 points to Kings's 175, so again it wasn't a very high scoring match in terms of really kind of knocking it out of the park, but those of you who pay attention to University Challenge, who are regulars to watching it will know that at this stage of the game, in the second round, it, things do get very, very difficult, so just scoring any points to be honest with you is, uh, is impressive enough. In terms of clacks and winners, we had at Gibbons Kim, uh, at Gibbons underscore Kim, sorry, and at Sam School Stuff. Um, We, again, as we get through the second rounds, we'll notice that probably some of our winner numbers will be dropping. We probably won't see the 11s and 12s again with composers, as we have seen in the past, uh, because things just get a lot more tough. I do have a big apology to make, actually. A couple of episodes ago, last episode of the podcast, I forgot to mention at Richard Pulsford, who was one of our winners, and he... Uh, The reason I missed him was because I'd actually not noticed that he won until after the game and he'd actually um, messaged me separately to say that he'd won. And he didn't just win, he actually won with two correct answers as well. So that week, we actually had two players who didn't just win, but they won with two correct answers, which is absolutely unheard of. So well done to Mr. Pulsford there. Following that, last week, uh, we had episode 23 of University Challenge, which was between Corpus Christi and Magdalen. Now, this week, the Corpus Christi captain was Webb. Um, he was the standing captain this time around. For those of you who pay, were watching the first round matches will probably remember Webb, who he was sat on the left of the captain for Corpus Christi in the first round, and... He gained quite a bit of attention because he was very intense. He stared very strongly, but a lot of that, I think, was because he was really just paying attention to the questions and thinking. And unfortunately, he has had a bit of bad press on social media, which is really unfair because actually Webb was or is or should have been one of the strongest uh, players of the whole competition. But the nature of competitions is that actually Corpus Christi scored 115, but Maudlin put on 185. Um, the standout player for me there was Lawson, their captain. Um, I just noticed that he was getting a lot of questions in earlier than everybody else and answering a lot of questions right. But I do know that the Mordlin team was uh, it was very much a team performance rather than relying on one particular person. So unfortunately, we actually saw the end of Webb, which is a bit of a shame because it would have been nice to see how far he could have gone. Uh, the same as Rory McDowell as well. There's a couple of characters who are popping up who... Um, have ended up leaving the competition a lot earlier than maybe we would have expected or liked. However, if you when you speak to people and chat to people, the recording schedule has obviously been really hectic because it's hectic anyway. But it's been hectic because of the pandemic situation and having to um, record things at totally different times. And I remember, one Twitter user actually um, made a point saying he thought that McDowell needed to wake up. And Rory replied very, very quickly saying, well, to be fair, it was about his uh, dissertation was due literally three days after the recording was taking place. So you can imagine he was pretty tired and trying to fit this in as well. And we've said it before, but just getting into the televised rounds is hard enough. So well done to all those players. But unfortunately, uh, it is the end of a few people there. Um, in terms of clacks and winners, we had a couple of winners this time around. We had at Ali Leeming, at Tall and Fiery, at Doc underscore Mermaid, and we had Mr. at Peppy Scott for his second win. Um, and I, I've funny enough, I've just ba- packed up his badge to send off, um, which is also the last one of 2020. Now, you may have spotted, and I mentioned at the beginning, that I've got a guest with me today, so let's hear from him. What is your name and where do you come from?
1: Um, so I'm Matthew Stornham and I'm from Swansea.
0: Have you always lived in Swansea?
1: Um yes, yeah, um I was born in um Mount Pleasant Hospital. I was the first baby born in 1985. That's um, that's, so a, that's in, a good start.
0: Nice. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 fir, think... the first ever baby born in Swansea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They closed the hospital not long after I was born, there, <laughs> but we did win a blue cot because I was <laughs> the first big, big boy in Swansea or something. So. That's,
0: that's actually a really, really cool fact. That's quite interesting. Um, what, uh, what do you do for a living?
1: Um, I work alongside you in the wonderful Pontlliw Primary School.
0: Okay. Um, I've
1: been teaching now for I think it's five years. <laughs> um, including in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love the fact that you don't know that. I, th- I, think, yeah, it's five I, I think it's uh, five years. I've think lost all
1: track, um, including my GTP year, where I trained um, down in um on the job, which was very scary. <laughs> um, and pre- previous to that, I was um, in purchasing. And uh, I, well, another connection with us, I guess, is that I used to go up to Port Sunlight quite a lot.
0: You um, did? um
1: factory there so. and
0: for the for the benefit of people who haven't got a clue what we're talking about um i i <laughs> i grew up on the wirral um which is where port sunlight is because port sunlight is where the lever brothers it was wasn't it built um yeah and yeah. It, they built an entire village um yeah for the, for the yeah, factory for the lever brothers. and um if you if you have you watched um peaky blinders yes
1: yeah, you, you,
0: you may have recognized some of the houses because they filmed some of the scenes um ah, right. from port sunlight
1: Okay. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't
0: know that. Yeah. Well, they, they filmed quite a lot of it in Liverpool. They um they used some of the the older streets because it's actually set in Birmingham, isn't it? But I think yes, yeah, I yeah. think the older style buildings aren't there anymore. Whereas there's lots of streets in Liverpool that have got those um older style uh, um, features. So more of it was actually filmed, although it's set in Birmingham. More of it was actually filmed in the northwest. So there you uh, are. Nice ah, didn't know that. Yeah. Um, which university are you alumni? of which which university
1: oh, so, yeah so Swansea um basically I, I I didn't move away um I sometimes I, I often think about it do I regret not moving away but I don't because I met my uh, wife um not in university but while I was in university okay. so I guess if I'd gone away then um we wouldn't have got together so I can never say I regret not going away <laughs> but, um,
0: I, I won't tell her that yeah. <laughs>
1: Just the um, the lifestyle. <laughs> I think I missed out on, but um, yeah, I've also my teaching um, my teaching sort of um, qualification comes from um, the institute then. Right, yeah. uh, that's like Swansea, but uh,
0: yeah, yeah, because you you trained on the job, so that 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 must actually be quite daunting. Because I I did a PGC, so they kind of ease you in gently. Whereas yeah. I think with, with yours, do they just chuck you into a classroom and, and just kind of <laughs> see you on your way?
1: Well, it's a, t- it's, a it's a brilliant programme. Um, I'd recommend it. Um, not that I did the PGC, so I can't compare. But lots of people say that because you're thrown in, um, you get much more on-the-job on experience. But it, you, your school can choose whether you work with a small group, an intervention group for the first sort of half term okay. and then build you up. Um I was the class teacher, and I genuinely still remember standing at the back of the Year 3 class. One of my best mates texted me a really, really nice message, Um, and then I just (laughs) realised... What am I going to talk to these children about? <laughs> <it>? <laughs> because I had no training. I, obviously, my, my wife, Rien's is a teacher as well. So um, she gave me a few points, doesn't help me with the displays. But I just had this class of 21, I think, a, a really small, lovely class coming in. And I just I didn't know what I was going to say to them, but uh, it it's just sort of worked. They were lovely. And nice. uh, yeah, it was a brilliant. Really good. <laughs>
0: um. Right, so the reason we are having this conversation is because you've started playing the University Challenge klaxon over on Twitter. Um, Yeah. Why on earth did you decide to start playing then?
1: Um, First and foremost, just to um, support you, really, I guess. Um, When you do something on social media, it can be a bit daunting sometimes, so... I think if you can get your mates supporting you, but um, uh, yeah, I, I played it once or twice, and then I just got a bit hooked. Really, um,
0: <laughs> it is. Just, it, it is a bit like that. It, it, it becomes almost an obsession, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. What well, and I, very, very rarely now I miss a week. It's, uh, Mondays, you know, obviously um, a tough old day for yeah, everybody. But then we've day. got our uh, after-school training as well until about half past five. So time you get in cook tea see to the kids and stuff then sometimes you're literally sitting down by half 8 and I, I've I've I tweeted you before saying oh my gosh I'm doing it as the I, the, the opening titles are on please help me you're not the so, only person
0: uh, that does that some some people have a habit of <laughs> messaging me um when they're introducing the teams. <laughs> and sometimes and, sometime, and yeah. some, sometimes after the first question's been asked now i should really disqualify those people but uh <laughs> like live like,
1: betting on paddy power <laughs> yeah <Sure>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i should allow a cash out option shouldn't i i um, yeah. i uh i've actually started um scheduling the tweet for monday so that i don't oh, forget because right, okay. uh oh, la- awesome. last year there w- there was a time where I would have people messaging me just to ask if I was still playing. Because it'd be like seven or eight o'clock yeah. and I'd completely forgotten yeah, all about yeah. it. Um so what I tend to do is on a Sunday evening is uh, when we're because we're not playing tomorrow because it's not it's finished now until January. Um oh, okay. what I'll do is when I finished up with the podcast, I'll also schedule the tweet at the same time. So oh, that that's a good idea. If it if I do forget or if I'm late back um, i'm not sitting down and trying to think off the top of my head something that i'm going to put for the uh, for the game yeah so there we are yeah ah, um what is what you when you're thinking of your answers what's your main strategy how do you how do you go about thinking of your your entries oh,
1: we we've, we've discussed it before um it's just totally random <laughs> um totally literally um because i've got so much respect for the players that are on there because Uh, we'll go into it later but the the name of the podcast is out of my league and it totally (laughs) is you know it's just ridiculous so i'll just google random things like german composers from the 16th century um spanish poets from the 18th century or something (laughs) Um, and after listening to your podcast um i've started being a little bit more tactical um for example mercury like you said is a double answer um, I used Hermes um, recently because that was an asteroid. Um, so um, I thought, well, that, that or oh, something like that. So that was a multiple answer. But my my uh, my must-have is, as you know, Keith Chagwin. <laughs> Keith
0: Chagwin. I think I think He's the day. in there. <laughs> I think the day Keith Chagwin shows up in university in in the normal university challenge, it's not a Christmas special or <laughs> anything like <laughs> that. I think will be the day that we can retire the hashtag and then we'll go our separate ways. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's another reason, like, I, I failed to mention earlier about why, why I play. It's, it's quite a community feel to it, like you said, and... Um... Yeah, um, quite a few people now have cottoned on to the fact that I just put Keith with Ch- K- <laughs> gifts yeah. um, every week. I, ju- I, ju- I ju- would just find it hilarious if it came up. So It it's is a bit of a waste, but, but it is it, it is fun up, I mean,
0: um, but... having having a lot of regular people show up, and the co- the conversations do get very silly. And I I like it when yeah. people um, I like it when people put topical things on there so there was there was, yeah. I, I imagine the first ones that come back someone somewhere is going to tweet their answers as being like tier 1 tier 2 tier 3 and then <laughs> and then a bonus is going to be tier 4 or something just so something yeah. like that um there's always there's always yeah. a couple of people that come up with something quite amusing like that but saying that some people often will put totally stupid answers they think are oh, they're just being silly and actually they come away with a win because the yeah you know. that that's kind of the what makes it so random but also so entertaining as well as you can and sometimes people just put a color you know like red or purple and come and, and win and you know th- those are the kind of words that we use in in key stage two when we're teaching kids to write you know yeah exactly. when we're thinking yeah, of adjectives yeah. think of colors all right red orange pink whatever but, but they do they do come up um However, yeah. however, I think working out the answer contextually is a lot more difficult. Although the answers themselves sound quite simple and straightforward, oh, actually yeah. getting get into that point. Um, and we, to be fair, we 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 talk quite often in school about the randomness of some of the questions. And my my favorite <laughs> my, my favorite questions are always the ones that require lots of different bits of information to to get it. So like the yeah. when when Rimsky Korsakov came up a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't just a quite co- a case of name the composer. The actual opera it wasn't opera. Was it was a ballet. I think it was ballets. ballets or operas. The yeah. Ti- the, 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 yeah the title was written in Russian. so they had to try tran- yeah. they had to translate the Russian to then work out the title of the ballet and then they'd have to know who the composer of the ballet was as well to actually get the points. Now that to me yeah. is just is just ridiculous levels of knowledge.
1: Yeah, well, we said before, you know, when they can have a serious discussion about which 14th century Swedish poet <laughs> they, they may be talking about, and they, they name in two or three, you know, it's just ridiculous. And then the other thing that makes me absolutely, well, just, I, I laugh so much, is when he just, they, they give what seemingly is a half-decent answer, and he just throws it away <laughs> back at them with disgust, <laughs> really. With, you know that's that's uh brilliant no no what what are you talking about just move move them on make them feel really embarrassed when they're that clever and, and, the, and
0: the rest of us at home are just staring at and going don't even know what he's talking about to be honest with you no no <laughs> whenever i have a guest on i give them the opportunity to come up with a when i remember i give them the opportunity to come up with the title of this particular episode so the title that you've come up with is out of my league is that correct
1: yeah, that's right. <laughs> now,
0: why have you decided to use that as today's episode title?
1: I uh, well, it's it's very apt to University Challenge, but the story of my life, really. I guess um, I've always um, seemingly tried to punch above my weight. You know, I, I don't think um, by any stretch of the imagination I'm the most academic person I know. <laughs> you know, and um, from a very um, working class background, but I. You know, I I do have friends now. You know, like yourself, who yeah, who I, I seem to have decent conversations with. So um, yeah, I always feel like I'm a little bit up to my league, and I guess that's why I have the uh, Keith Chengrin answer just to bring a, <laughs> bit, a bit of a reminder, um, bring a bit of, bit, bit of of normality myself, back to
0: it. <laughs>
1: really, but. Um, yeah, I, um, I think, I, I hope I'm not spoiling a, a further question now, but I think I've told you before, that my first, genuine first um, exposure to university challenge, um, when I was working for Unilever, we went to Paris. Uh, uh, another Liverpudlian, uh, Dave Hall, he he was handing the job over to me. Right. And we didn't get to our hotel room until about nine. And I was pleading with him because I, I hadn't travelled much uh, at all before this job I said C- can you take me to the Eiffel Tower you do know where it is so uh, he's like oh Math it's like 9 o'clock but um, he decided so he said give me 20 minutes so I'm terrible when I'm in the hotel room on my own I need to have the TV on so, I put it on trying to find an English channel. Found EastEnders, but I couldn't watch that because I watched that with my wife when we get back. And
0: it, he, <laughs> and, heaven forbid you spoil the surprise of EastEnders. No, exactly.
1: <laughs> There's another link to my league now. I'm EastEnders <laughs> watcher on <and> University <laughs> Challenge. Watcher. But um, yeah, I pressed then what must have obviously been BBC Two. And uh, I, I, it sounded English. But they may as well have been in French because they
0: had no clue. <laughs> no idea what, what was they going were on. <laughs> it must have been
1: the second round matches or something because you, you've you alluded that they get tougher as they go on. And I just didn't know what they were saying, but I left it on anyways, just so I could hear from the uh, <laughs>
0: accent. <laughs> so- so- soothing voices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, the, the second round match, you can tell that we're in the, in the depths of the second round matches now because... Um, I'm seeing fewer, and fewer, apart from the Russian composers that we had a couple of weeks ago, I'm seeing fewer and fewer people winning on the and now. Yeah. Whereas during the first round, I was sending out five or 10 badges a week to people. Now, I'd be lucky if I get two or three, um, yeah. which is it just shows the caliber of the people that are on it. Um, And the, the last episode that was on, uh, episode 23, was between Corpus Christi and Magdalen, who are both very strong universities anyway. Um, I'm not sure yeah. if you remember, Corpus Christi had Webb as their captain.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah.
0: Webb, in the first round match, Webb was the, he wasn't the captain. He was the player who sat to the left of the captain. But yeah. they 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 filmed the first round matches before the first lockdown. So yeah. then, the second round matches were filmed afterwards, and teams were allowed to bring in their uh, their standing players. So if some people were isolating or whatever, they they, they were allowed to switch round some of the players. So Webb ended oh, up being okay. the captain uh, for for that particular match. And I remember watching him in the first round, and there were there were articles written the day after about just how brilliant he was. Yeah, and yeah. Even, even someone like him who when you watch him thinking and you watch him kind of really carefully working out the answers his team actually went out because the other team yeah. were better that's the, yeah, yeah. you know that's that's the caliber that you get in the in the second round matches and yeah. um and I, I as i spoke to um Rory McDowell a couple of a uh, couple of months ago he said to be honest with you it all just depends on what falls on the day yeah, you know, there, there, yeah. there'll be some questions and, it, and it's the same everywhere you'll get questions that just fall into your lap and you know what you're talking about or you yeah. stand there staring at them going yeah well it might as well be yeah. in French because they haven't got a clue what's going on here yeah um, I just don't know where they would start with the revision for it because
1: it's so vast yeah. the subjects they cover and so in depth as well. You know, it's not just your everyday run-of-the-mill poetry questions. It's it, like you said, there's multiple layers to each question, and you've got to be such a, a clever person to to even just think about going on. Yeah, to be and and, so, and
0: to make those connections as well. Um, because and, and what's what's actually quite nice is because they've been filming this with um they've got perspex screens between them um, yeah. and they're all now wearing earpieces so you can actually listen in on their their thought processes and their conversations and you when you watch and listen to them going through all the different possibilities of what their answer is and they go oh it might be this and it's the right answer it's it's just another yeah. level isn't it it's it's Crazy. another level of of intelligence
1: um, so yeah, yeah, it is, yeah it is
0: really impre- it is really impressive and i i you know a conversation i've had before is and you watch it and this is this is where things like social media aren't great because um you'll you'll see comments on social media taking the mick out of some teams not doing well or te- you know players getting things wrong regularly or buzzing in yeah. too soon but just to get to the televised rounds is oh, yeah is pretty much an achievement on its own um, yeah
1: well, you interviewed somebody a couple of weeks ago, well a couple of episodes ago on the podcast and i think they were taking you through the stages you know and yeah. you know it's just to, just to get onto that university team would be a thing but i've got this uh, uh, well my best mate really is just a maths genius he at uh, <laughs> first he went on but the way he thinks it's just totally different he's he's a lovely he's a lovely boy he's a great laugh but when it comes to maths he's on a a different stratosphere you know you ask him a question and he's just got it you know so yeah i got massive respect for anybody who even attempts it to be honest there we
0: are right something that will that gains everybody massive respect is uh, whenever anyone comes on the podcast, I give them the opportunity to play the impossibly difficult question game. Uh, yeah, so, which, <laughs> are you up for the challenge of the impossibly difficult question game?
1: Definitely. There we are. Definitely. So,
0: the rules are really straightforward. You're going to get 60 seconds, okay, to answer as yeah. many impossibly difficult questions as you can. Um, There is a correct answer to all of them, and you have to be spot on there's, there's no pl- there's no plus or minus with this you have to get the exact correct answer um, and you're not allowed to pass you're not allowed to just skip a question you have to give me something okay
1: good stuff do you understand yeah. the rules if one of these is, I do if one of the <laughs> answers is
0: Keith Chegwin for this I'll be pleased you know what I should have done that I should have I should have somewhere come up with but, but it would have been something really obscure about Keith Jagwin where you wouldn't have actually realised yeah. it was Keith Chegwin but there we go right so <laughs> You've got 60 seconds, are you ready? Yes. Okay, your sixty seconds start. Now, in the first round of the 2014-15 series, the University of Liverpool beat the University of Sheffield by how many points? Forty five. It was not, it was only twenty-five. It's a good guess, though. What was, question two, what was the broadcast date of that episode?
1: I'm sure you said 2014 13th of September 2014
0: oh, that was so close it was the first of September oh, <laughs> that's a good effort Um question question number three a little festive question for you here as the crow flies how far is it between Bethlehem and Bethlehem in Wales
1: oh my god how many
0: miles this is, is
1: it oh, I'm gonna embarrass myself here now
0: um, three thousand six hundred and thirty eight Yeah, it's not too bad two thousand four hundred and six apparently okay okay i got time for one more question uh what is rembrandt's birthday
1: oh my gosh um fourth of october do you need the year i want
0: a year as well yeah
1: Oh, this is uh, um, I d I don't even um
0: eighteen twenty four. That was by far your worst answer. That was the it, actually his birthday apparently is the fifteenth of july sixteen oh six.
1: Oh
0: years. <laughs> and, and, and the you rest. Can
1: see, you can see why I Google.
0: <laughs> oh right, so after those few questions, you've managed to score a grand total of zero. Congratulations! So you are uh, currently sitting in joint second place with pretty much everyone well. else.
1: <laughs> oh, somebody has. I, I am listening to like the most recent episode. Did somebody has one right? have they?
0: Yeah, but like I said, it was Rory McDowell who was the captain of the Glasgow team. Uh,
1: <laughs> he
0: got he got one he, correct. Oh, there we are. Um, good stuff. So yeah, you're you're now in joint second place with everybody else. Which I'll is which is a good place to sit um <laughs> so one of the other things i ask people is um is there anything that you are is there a project or something like that that you're involved with that you would like to kind of plug or draw people's attention to or highlight that you would like to kind of promote is there anything like that that you are involved Any... in
1: the only thing I really involved in, as you know, is is Minecraft. Yeah. Really, in education, um, we've got a fantastic um, suite of tools in Wales with the Hub platform. Just for your um, English listeners, we've got in Wales we've got free Microsoft Microsoft Office for all students, um, and in part of that is a Minecraft for education. And as you know, I've been training other teachers over the last year and a half how to use that in an education set. And I was really um, cynical of it when I first joined um, because I just thought it was a game of blocks. But it's it's, it's invaluable, really. It's a fantastic resource for the children and really helps to consolidate their learning. And obviously, uh, there's ways to evidence their learning as well and and everything like that. So, yeah, the hashtag for that is Wales Craft Learn rather Mm -hmm. than Play Craft Learn.
0: Wales Craft Um, Learn.
1: Yeah, um, and yeah, that's just something I'm I'm heavily involved in nice. through school. So,
0: and yeah, the the hub platform has made Minecraft Education Edition free to all staff and students, haven't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, we're very lucky in Wales to have such a, such an array of tools
0: nice available well. at home. That that finally actually started working as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it is, it is a really interesting thing, and we and um just to bring people up to speed because we're obviously talking about things that we we've seen because we work together. Um, you actually had the was it careers craft, careers craft yes. Wales in school, and it's yeah, amazing. careers, careers they, Wales, careers Wales.
1: They and but they call it careers craft because. Right of the world they've created in minecraft yeah. and it, it was fabulous really they had tembi they had the big pit they had the CNF, they had the millennium center
0: and the, and, and this and this was they, all created in minecraft for the, for the, uh, for the kids to, to explore
1: yeah yeah and if you know that harbor bit of tembi the iconic shot of tembi really yeah. they've nailed it you know and um yeah a lot of work went into that whoever the expert builder was but the children loved it and give them an opportunity to find out what type of personality they were by asking answering questions within the game and then exploring different jobs around wales within the minecraft world so um yeah it's, it's a really good tool if it's used correctly it's not one of those you can just chuck children on, the, on a friday afternoon and say you know just go and
0: build yeah, so just go and go go, go go and play minecraft yeah i, th- I think yeah. there's yeah I, I think like you said there, there's a lot of people out there i think are probably quite cynical of it because they just view minecraft as a game and yeah. and, and there are a lot of people that if you haven't played minecraft if you haven't experienced it um as an adult you you do kind of look at it if you're using outside eyes you would look at it and go well, I, I i don't get it i don't I don't no. know what the purpose is of it, um, but actually, when you watch the pupils, if you, if you give them a purpose and and a meaning to what it is that they're doing, and you watch them interacting with each other and talking and planning, um, it yeah. is it is actually really interesting. It is very very interesting. It
1: is. It is. Nice and it just makes things interesting. Like you know, just I've done symmetry lessons, fractions lessons on yeah. it, you know, and um, percentages, things like that. So yeah, it's good. All good
0: so the hashtag is hashtag Wales Craft learn
1: yes nice so I'll, um,
0: I'll put that into the description of the podcast and I'll um, I'll maybe try and remember to put it into the tweet that goes out once this podcast is finished cool ah, nice one well I have run out of uh, questions to ask you officially so thank you very much for <laughs> taking part Um we did actually try and record in person didn't we but it's very yeah, yeah. at the minute doing anything in person is really really difficult isn't it um just just yeah, logis- yeah. logistically it is is very very difficult to find time with people to to sit down especially now as well when you're not even supposed to be in contact with anyone so yeah
1: and the other teachers are trying to eavesdrop as well they? <laughs> So uh, probably
0: better this way. there we are so thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me today
1: no, thank you for inviting me on. As I said, it's, uh, I love listening to the podcast. Nice. So uh, thank you. Yeah, really pleased to be invited on. Thank you.
0: There we are. There will be plenty of opportunity for you to come on again in the future.
1: <laughs> Good stuff. Thank there we you are. Very much. Thank you
0: very much. And that was my guest, Matthew Stonham. If you don't already follow him on Twitter, then you can find him at m one um, thank you to him for taking part in today's episode. Now, normally at this point, I would spend a little bit of time talking about my predictions for the next episode. However, the next episode isn't until January the 4th. So I'm just going to take this opportunity to say thank you so much to everybody who takes part each week playing the Claxon, And also people who thank you to everybody who has listened to the podcast. Everyone who's helped support me through... Uh, donations to help out with costs for badges and postage and everything like that it is re- i'm really grateful for all of that support um have a wonderful christmas and a restful new year fingers crossed and hopefully 2021 will bring us a little bit more positivity thank you so much for listening again take care see you next year goodbye